Hello and welcome to the TechMap Podcast. I'm Andy Barjuri. Today we are looking at customer reviews and Neil Baton from Trustpilot joins us to talk about how and why we should be bringing customer reviews into our marketing communications mix. So I hope you enjoy the conversation. Neil, good morning. Welcome to the TechMap podcast. Thank you, Andy. Good morning. Pleased to be here. Why don't you kick off by telling us a little bit about who you are and what you're up to at Trustpilot? Okay, so uh, Neil Baton. Uh, I'm the head of partnerships for uh, Trustpilot in the UK. Uh, I've been working in e-commerce now for about 12 or 13 years. Work started off with a um, an e-commerce platform, Actinic. Worked there as a as a general manager for for many many years, uh, and then moved over the last couple of years to to Trustpilot. A very exciting opportunity. We just opened up a new office in in London. We're an actual a Danish startup. Been going for a, well nine years. So some people might argue a startup, but but because of our recent investment, we're, we're now growing at a very fast rate and. Uh, we now have uh, offices all around the world. Um, I, didn't, New York. I didn't realize you, were, but you you came from Denmark. Actually, that's interesting. Is there is there much of a tech startup scene in Denmark, or is Trustpilot one of the kind of spearheads of what's come out of the Danish uh, startup scene? We we are one of the, uh, the the main ones because the fact that it has been a few years now. Although we have just recently got the um, the, the the sort of the, the funding, we we were one of the first, but no. Scandinavia is a, is a hotbed for uh, for startups currently, and uh, not sure why. It's uh, I think it might be that Scandinavian spirit, and uh, and where they they see an opportunity and they go for it. And I and I guess that the the governments really sort of help nurture that as well. So you know we've got the shop um, Spotify's and the um, the Trust Pilots and Falcon Socials of this world. So uh, no, it's really it's a really um, uh, an area of uh, of, of lots of. Um, um, startups. A hotbed. Okay, interesting. Hotbed, yes. Interesting. So you mentioned there that you've just got some funding. So tell me a bit about um, that funding that you've just received. So yeah, it was last summer we had our uh, Series D um, round of funding. Lots of our, our sort of Series A and, and B funding funders uh, came back and, uh, and funded us some more. So they really see how Trustpilot and our open platform nature is is really the the, the sort of um, the technology that's going to push us forward. Uh, we were funded by uh, some um, Index Ventures and Vitruvian partners. partners. So this last uh, Series D was 73.5 million, I believe. So this is going to help us improve the platform, grow our customer base and expand into uh, other areas. So uh, as I mentioned earlier, we're, we're in Australia and uh, Germany, Denmark, London, uh, the States. We've just opened up a new office in the States as well, and then Crikey. we're looking further afield. So exciting times for Trustpilot. And I think, I'm, I'm sure, uh, for those that don't recognize the name Trustpilot, you'll have seen the stars uh, on various websites, the little green stars you typically see that are Trustpilot. But why don't you just introduce what it is that Trustpilot is doing and, and how you can use Trustpilot as part of a marketing communications mix? Sure. So Trustpilot came about from our CEO and founder, Peter Molman. He was talking to his mum one day and uh, she explained that she still goes down the high street to buy things that actually a lot of people were now going online for. And uh, and over the years, this has become commonplace. And uh, it was just down to trust. She was um, she, she could go into the high street and see the, 
the guy behind the counter with a big smile and get those trust signals. And and she didn't find those online. So uh, her son Peter uh, came up with the uh, with this idea of uh, a trust pilot, and it's just it's just a way of communicating uh, a great company and connecting them with someone that's looking for that service. So um, it, that, that's where it came about, and it's and it's grown and grown. And we're not just helping Peter's mum now; we're helping thousands and thousands <laughs> of consumers find great businesses. Well, don't we have a lot to thank our mums for? We do, we do. <laughs> Uh, it's interesting because that you know, if I look at my own experience, my mum is probably quite unlikely to buy anything online. Certainly because of that trust, you know, not trusting where she's placing her credit card details, for example, or who she's buying from. So, obviously, that the evidence of seeing somebody else's or a peer review of that particular service is very powerful, and that's seemingly the impetus behind what Trustpilot can offer to a marketeer. That's exactly correct. So um, it, online, we have these anxieties and we have these concerns of whether you're going to get the goods that, that that they promised you because you don't. You rarely buy anything online. What you're doing, you're buying a promise, and uh, with a promise becomes trust. So if you've seen or you can see other people have done that journey before, and they've, as you said, the green stars, the famous green stars, the five stars, they can see that and they see that people have been on that journey before and they've come out successful then that's going to give you that confidence and trust to be able to, to fulfill the purchase. Now, lots of small businesses out there are, or, and big businesses will see that people for a myriad of reasons will uh, abandon their cart and uh, and trust is one of them. But if you can uh, combat that by just showcasing your reviews from people that have been on that journey before, it's going to certainly help with, with more uh, conversions. So is there a particular demographic that's engaged in reviews more than others or is it fairly widespread and, and quite it's quite commonly used, I would imagine. But um, what, what's your experience at Trustpilot? Yeah, it's very commonly used. Uh, it's 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 that we, we do find the, um, the the younger demographic. They're the guys that are online a lot more and uh, they uh, we, we've got some people that have got hundreds of reviews they've left for uh, for different businesses, ranging from the likes of actual Google um, down to your, your, your sort of like uh, Mara and Pa e-commerce shop uh, solicitors financial services that sort of thing but yeah no it's uh it's it's we, we've got around about 120 130,000 businesses on our platform um with reviews coming in every two or three seconds so one of the reasons why i first got in touch with you is because i was looking at using reviews for a client of mine and they have a consumer audience but they're a um, professional services company so they perhaps have a lower volume of reviews than perhaps an e-commerce company might have but i think there's still value in that there's still there's still value in having a structured customer review and testimonials process whether it involves you know a trust pilot whether you do it more manually but for larger concerns like an e-commerce business for example there's probably a lot of sense in using some tech to actually enable that the, the efficient collection of reviews i would imagine yeah absolutely so uh, w w what we try to do at trustpilot is make it very easy for you to solicit those reviews so we use various different um ways to do that so uh, email is the obvious one so if you're an e-commerce business we will um feed into well we feed in already to uh, a, a few of the really popular uh, e-commerce platforms the magentos the the woocommerce and shopify's and that's growing uh if not we can quite easily just um tap into your e-commerce or crm uh platform where we can automatically send out a, a, an invitation to leave some feedback uh at a predetermined time so 
Uh, it could be uh, immediately. Uh, if it, it depends on really what, what you're buying or what you're selling it will depend on when actually the best time to actually ask for a review. Now we tend to find as close to the transaction as possible. So we've now brought out text messaging. So you can actually text message someone and ask them to leave a review. Now this works really well in Denmark with our uh, with the um, Danish Post. So the Danish Post, they get a, a message to say that it's uh, there's been a, a delivery and then they immediately send them a, um, a text message saying, how did you find the delivery? Was it on time? That sort of thing. And they can, mm. people can leave a review straight away. So it, it, it's, it's allowing text, allowing us to actually um, engage with these consumers uh, very, very easily on their mobile devices. So something that maybe couldn't have happened five or 10 years ago, where um, maybe an email, you might check your emails once a, once a week, uh, your personal emails once a week on your on your PC at home. It's now on your uh, handheld device and uh, you can pick up um, invitations to leave a review immediately after a purchase. Mm, that's interesting. And I think that shift to mobile is it's it's pretty commonplace at the moment, isn't it, with the increasing use of mobile and people shifting to mobile over a desktop experience. So it's good that you've uh, you've got that opportunity there or that ability. So mm. so how does what are the other options? I know you really want to talk about Trustpilot, but what are the other options in terms of collecting reviews and testimonials? You know, how how else could you consider doing this? Um, if so you look, uh, look at the wider market. Yeah, I I I, I quite often do talks on not just Trustpilot, but just on customer review platforms in general, really. And, and there's various different ways to do it. There's uh, there's the, the, there's the questionnaire and uh, survey uh, way. So these are these can be done on, on the telephone, for instance. Uh, but these tend to be done at, a, at a, partic- a particular time. So not necessarily just after the purchase. So it's it could be three, four months after or once a year you might do this. And people might actually forget the the ins and outs and the actual that that critical information that's that's important for your business. They often people um, two or three months after they won't necessarily remember the transaction. They just remember how they felt, and and that's all they can give you. So we are different from these bizarre voices, which are, which are more questionnaires and surveys. Now, in our research, we found actually the the the, the less that you ask, the more information you get. Funny enough, so. With with a um, with a questionnaire, um, people might give up halfway, so you're not f- fulfilling that the all the information, or they just start giving one word answers a yes and a no. We just ask a very simple: How did you find the service? Or if there's product reviews as well, how did you find the product? And we, we find that just um, that that gives so so much more information. And, and if we can do it at the right time, where they can really remember the actual transaction, you're going to get nuggets of information. You're going to get the, the good sentiment, which is fantastic, and we we suggest that you shout this from your rooftops, whether that's on your online digital channels or whether that's offline or on TV. Um, but also, it's actually the the negative reviews as well. So we we don't think that there's there's a, there's any such thing as a bad review. You get a negative review, and and what you can do with that is obviously that a business insight you can then go and improve your service and potentially rescue that customer. Yeah, I think that's interesting because. You know, it's it's valuable to hear the good and the bad from your customers. I suppose, as you say, there when you're hearing the the negative stuff, there, it, you know, use that as a way to improve your processes, improve your service, and then give yourself the ability to delight customers in the future. I think is interesting. And of course, if you're identifying who those unhappy customers are, it gives you a chance to 
to turn them into happy customers, I suppose. Well, it gives you a chance to segment them as well. So you could potentially uh, send out different marketing um, communications to, to maybe the guys that, 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 that maybe have a, a negative sentiment on your company to turn them around. But the same goes for the guys with the, the, the positive sem- sentiment. You can you can change and segment them and, and communicate to them. And these are going to be ripe for um, for upsell and resell and cross sell. These guys are uh, they, they, they're they're advocates of your business almost. So um, you can definitely use this information uh, as a way to communicate in future. But you're you're absolutely right with regards to the, the negative sentiment. Often it's a misunderstanding as well. So it's it's good to to, to communicate with them after the event to just to get your point across as a as a merchant, but also to to rectify what's going wrong. And yeah, potentially rescue those guys. If you can turn that customer from having a poor experience to a positive experience, but firstly they get the ability to actually change their review on you as well. But also you're going to have that customer there for life. Mm, okay. So there's a word you've used a few times there uh, is sentiment, and we talked about that just before we started to record as well. Is that sentiment analysis is something that's it's quite exciting right now, and it's coming up. Um, in the future for you so tell us a bit about uh, what you can do with sentiment analysis around reviews and what that means in terms of using reviews as as an effective uh, way to engage your customers so so if you're a small business now um, people get emotional uh, uh, about reviews uh, either positive or or negative but if you're a small company and uh, you're getting a a small amount of, of reviews then that's fantastic. You can you can share those with your nearest and dearest in your company and, and make some changes. However, if you're a large uh, organization getting thousands and thousands of reviews, it's very hard to sift through that unstructured data. So what we do is we, we have this sentiment analysis engine that we can feed all this data through to make it a little bit more structured, a little bit more easy to analyze. And, and what that will do, depending on various sort of things you put in place with regard to the engine okay well so uh, you might be a, a digital um, software company actually delivery is not that important so we're not going to make that we're not going to weight that as strongly as the customer experience or, or whatever it is and what that what that can do is once you've pushed it through our sentiment analysis engine it can give you very specific information about areas of the customer experience that, that, that might need uh, attention so we work with Halfords obviously Halfords get thousands and thousands of reviews and and it's very specific about different centers. So they have hundreds of centers, um, locations around the country. They might want to know where an early warning signal is in the, the southeast, uh, the Surrey branch, for instance, maybe over the, the Liverpool branch. So they need to have very specific information about particular branches, but also at a granular level that's going to say, OK, well, the installation guys in in the Chelsea branch aren't, aren't aren't quite up to speed as the installation guys in the Liverpool branch right we need to go and train the the installation manager or we need to put on more staff so yeah it's 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 we're fairly new with this and it, and it, and we're working with a few of our clients but we can see that that's where the future ho- um holds so to better use the data to recognize areas of the customer experience that might need attention that's interesting and you mentioned halfords and halfords obviously for those that aren't in the uk is the uh, auto parts company right so what other brands are using Trustpilot or reviews effectively who's who's doing this and who who is seeing a real benefit and advantage from using um customer reviews so we feel we we uh we're anyone that's using reviews are, are an advantage over their customers because they they 
they're showcasing something other than the, the, the necessary just price. So that, that the days where people compete on price, I remember the early days of e-commerce, everyone was, it was e-commerce because it was always cheaper online and, and it wasn't necessarily the convenience aspect of, of online where I think that's now came come about with the, the different delivery options that you have now. It's very, very convenient for you to shop online and potentially you might get a better deal. I think that's still around uh, somewhere. But I think that the service, so it's a way of differentiating yourself with, from your competitors to say, actually, we're not going to compete with these on price, but we offer a much better service or the quality of our products are, are far better. And that's what reviews can do, can actually uh, differentiate yourself between your competitors. So we have we have customers of all sizes. We have the likes of British Gas and Erwin Mitchell. We have Mazuma Mobile. They must be they might, might be one of our um, most successful customers. I think they've got over one hundred thousand five star reviews, which is just just phenomenal. And how, how, how we is, touched how, on. I mean, that's now. incredible, isn't it? Really, when you think about that. But how are they? measuring the value of those reviews what what sort of metrics are they using to say okay we've got these 100,000 or five star reviews the result of that is i don't know an uplift or an uplift in sales or a reduction in cost per customer acquisition is there anything any sort of hard metrics they're using to really quantify the value of of that hardware yeah i think businesses use trustpilot for different reasons now i think mazuma mobile and the likes of like purple bricks which are these new uh, online estate agents trust is so important they need to be able to display trust because you you don't want to be giving out your mobile phone to mazuma mobile and 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 be worrying about whether you're ever going to see it again or see the money and a very similar thing goes with purple bricks that that trust is so important so they want to be able to display trust however other businesses come to us to to use reviews to actually increase conversion rates online so the conversion rate might be uh, or the call to action might be to put often is to put something in the basket so if you can strategically place your best customer reviews throughout the buying process that's going to increase the conversion rate of of your of your store so um what we also do is we help with traffic so what happens with uh, with our reviews we feed into uh, google seller ratings so if you've ever seen the, the the gold stars in the google ads now that's trustpilot as well as other google agreement holders uh feeding into those stars which gives a visual buying signal but it, it, it basically says something about that ad or that that company it says that we're, we're to be trusted so we're four and a half stars or whatever it is, 4.2 or five stars or whatever it is. So we can be trusted. So actually, when you're clicking on that ad, you're going in there with a, a, a preconception that this is a, a company that you can do business with. So that traffic is much more likely to convert than someone that's just clicking here and there on AdWords. So you get uh, a lot more bang for your buck on AdWords because more pe- the, the, the people that click through, you firstly, you're getting more people that click through because of that visual buying signal which are the stars but you also get in um, they're much more likely to convert and less likely to bounce off well that's interesting because obviously adwords is such a commonly used tool these days that uh, it, it, particularly with the recent changes in google removing on the desktop at least the right hand sidebar results you, Correct, you yeah. really are fighting for those top three spots so the more you can do to help enhance the the, the appeal of your advert and to get those click-throughs the better and it sounds like this is a good uh, a good tactic for doing that so so one thing that strikes me the, the more we're talking is that you probably own quite a lot of data on people you're probably collecting a lot 
not just in terms of who people are and their demographics, but also their behaviors, their buying patterns, you know, where they're buying from, who they're buying from, the types of goods that they're buying and reviewing. And as we get into an ever data fueled world, and as marketeers are able to collect more and more data on our customers and follow them around the web and, and use that as a way to, you know, target our advertising. Is that, is that a world that you're plugging into? You, you've obviously mentioned AdWords and PPC there, but there's a, there's a broader ad landscape that's using data like never before. Is, is that something that you're plugged into? Yeah, well, we're, we're certainly plugged into it. We, 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 we're having conversations on a weekly basis with these guys. Now, personalization seems to be the sort of the next big thing, if you like. And, uh, and reviews can, can, can help massively in that area. And we're, we're already, um, we're already using um, tech in a, an interesting way at Trustpilot where we are feeding through specific reviews to specific people about maybe uh, something that they put into a cart. So uh, we're working with um, retargeting and remarketing companies where they will send specific specific reviews in those retargeting emails about the product that was in their their. Uh, their basket so very very powerful mm -hmm. so you were looking at these trainers this is what people who look like you or, or or are like you said about those particular trainers or that car or that hotel or whatever it is and and we're already seeing some 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 really really impressive numbers when it comes to conversion rates by using those reviews i think maybe in the future that could be an area where we could we could as you mentioned use the data and use and because we know so much about their online behavior where we could use that more for maybe some retargeting um uh messages or adverts on, online as well so uh, i think that's a sort of like um nice to have in the future and sort of watch this space yeah i mean it's, it feels to me like i mean we talk a lot about programmatic advertising and uh, and uh, digital advertising as a whole at TechMap, and it feels to me like there's a huge repository of data you've got there that could be enormously valuable. And it sounds like retargeting is the is the starting point. There is quite a useful um, it's quite a useful place to be experimenting. So, so we, go ahead. Sorry, I was, I was just going to say that we do work with some um, uh, some like retargeting um, advertising companies, but at the moment, because of the way that we're set up, we can only so they're using reviews in their, those those ads. But what they'd like to do is to use those reviews in the ads to the people that they know are susceptible to reviews. So that that's probably the next step. So at the moment we're just, it's a blanket of, okay, we, well, we know that you've just bought that flight to Paris. Here, here's a car hire company in Paris that you might want to use. This is, this is their star rating on Trustpilot. Well, I think in future, they're going to be wanting to maybe just show those for people that have maybe um, left reviews for car hire companies in the past, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Or those that have just left positive reviews, perhaps. Correct, yeah. <laughs> so you can really target, again, down based on behaviours. It would be quite interesting. But then I, I guess then there is that, that challenge there of you're collecting a lot of data, so you have to be pretty mindful of the fact that you are holding a lot of personal data. So presumably you're, you're on top of all of the uh, data protection regulations and all the changes coming out of Europe at the moment. 
Yeah, massively. Yeah, absolutely. So we've all we've always going to be mindful about mm. data and how we can use it. So uh, we're we we're, we're completely up on that. We're Trustpilot probably because we are the biggest, especially in the UK. We, we're um, we're we're mindful that we we need to obviously adhere to all the different um, change as you say changing data standards, and we we're very mindful of that. But because of our open nature. Uh, and our transparency that we need to be extra careful. So we need to be, and, and we obviously, this, that's something that's going to be at the forefront of our minds before we decide to go down that route. So yeah, absolutely. How, how do you mean by your open nature? What um, what do you mean? So so Trustpilot is, a, is an open community. So slightly different to our competitors where, where they have a closed platform. So ours is open. So that means that actually we we could enjoy a coffee after this andy and uh, and we can i could they can come to our platform and leave a review for that coffee shop regardless if they're a a, a partner or a customer of trustpilot so very similar to a, a tripadvisor in that in that in that um sense so as our um some of our competitors have a closed platform that means that you can only be invited to leave a review um oh, i've got you so it's accessible and anybody can actually participate in the in the review program yeah but there there is some validation needed so for instance if you were to leave a review for the local coffee shop um you, you might have to put your receipt number in just to prove that you're a customer so what, what we're mindful of as well is having competitors review uh their competitors with, with a with a, a negative um review so we're, we're we're mindful of that so there has to be some sort of validation to know that they're a customer but yeah they can do that and, and they can do that without that with, without that coffee shop or butchers or bakers or whatever it is without them actually being a signed up business partner of Trustpilot. And conversely, in the past, there has been this phenomenon of people reviewing their own companies very favorably. I know that was a problem for TripAdvisor for many years. Wasn't yeah. Hoteliers going on there saying, I had an amazing stay. Thanks so much. Love to come back five stars. And, and I don't know whether that's, I guess that still happens. And I'm sure that you've got ways around or ways to tackle that sort of challenge. Yeah, absolutely. So we have a firstly we have an algorithm. So we we know we we know their IP address. So we know if they're um, they're reviewing themselves, and and we pick up on um, people's uh, email addresses, their surnames. If they're associated with that company, then we're going to know. We, we know if someone's copied and pasted a review. And there's other ones that obviously I can't go into because if you if you tell them the rules, then people know how to cheat. <laughs> it. But they, um, they we have this algorithm that we know, uh, and we pick up a, a, a huge amount of uh, reviews that 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 would otherwise maybe on other platforms get get through and be posted. But uh, we then have around about 35 guys in our compliance team, so you can't beat that human nature. So there's also things like people um, will will make silly mistakes where they're um they they might mention dollars when it's actually for a uk company and we just we just see all that sort of stuff we just know they're fake reviews um either fake reviews people buying them for for um for positive or uh, yeah competitor leaving it um as a fake as a negative but reviews are so valuable and and i think that's where people see they're so valuable but i i just wish they'd um i wish they'd just put their attention to 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 provide a better service than trying to sort of like cheat the system but <laughs> it's um it's 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 something that is an issue we're not going to lie but it's uh, it's something that we've got a handle on and we've got um processes in place to 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 uh, mitigate so i mean it's, it feels to me like it's a really obvious opportunity for those that aren't using customer reviews as part of their their mix but i would love to see some data that says for certain industries you know let's say we're a travel business we implemented a reviews program what we saw was 
X uplift in sales, uh, X decrease in cost per acquisition, whatever those objectives worth. I, is there any data? Are there any studies that have that kind of data that people can have a look at? And, and, and yeah, absolutely. So, so we've got some data ourselves, but we've also got some data out of Google as well. So, firstly, the um, there's you get a 17% increase in click-through rates on your AdWords if you have those Google seller ratings. So you're 17%. getting 17% more. Amazing. Okay. And then online, so conversion rates, and now this changes. This 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 varies from um, like 0.1% all the way up to 58% increase in conversion rates. So we have a, a number of case studies where there was a, a, a watch company, uh, Express Watches. They saw an increase of 58% uh, in, on, in their conversion rates while they displayed those different trust marks and reviews on their site. But the average is around about 8 to 10%. So an 8 to 10% increase in your conversion rates when you use Trustpilot on site. But there's a, there, I think there's some, there's some interesting um, research to happen about uh, how it might increase your customer service and retention. So we work quite closely with uh, SagePay, so a very big payment service provider up in the Northeast. And uh, they use um, Trustpilot as a way to measure their customer service. So uh, I was up, up in their offices fairly recently and um, they've got Trustpilot all over on their different screens and boards where they use it as a metric to, 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 to reward and to, to train staff. So if their score goes up one or two points, then everyone gets a pat on the back. And then if it goes down a bit, you can, it's an area where, where concern and, and maybe uh, need, need a little bit of attention. So we work, we work on a number of ways. We work on in, increasing the traffic. We work on conversion rates but also customer service and, and client retention as well. Uh, interesting. If you can send me a link to those those reports or that data, I'll happily share that out along with the with, with the show notes. But I think it's a really interesting space. And, and, and as you get more advanced using the sentiment analysis and as you're, you know, as you're developing the the use of the reviews and retargeting, et cetera, I can, you know, it's just going to be good things ahead for Trustpilot, isn't it really? We think so. Yeah, we, we're absolutely really uh, super excited about the opportunity here at, at Trustpilot, and um, we're just we're just growing exponentially. We're uh, when I joined uh, maybe eighteen months ago, there was there was maybe I think we asked the two hundredth employee. We're now well over five hundred. Peter, who's a he, he's he's a he's a great guy, our, our CEO. He gets frustrated that he doesn't know everyone by name now, and uh, that's an area that he's. He's trying to address. So uh, we see him in the office uh, on a regular occasion, but then he's then got to go to the, the the US office and then the German office and then the Melbourne office. So, yeah, he's uh, that that's a growing pain that that doesn't sit particularly comfortably with him, but it's something that he might have to get used to because uh, we're growing so fast. Well, it's a good challenge to have. And how is his mum still involved? Is she still uh, helping to provide inspiration and, and ideas? I'm sure she is. Yeah, I'm sure she. Um, I'm sure she. She. She chips in with uh, with her knowledge, and I'm sure she never f- lets him forget that this is where the uh, the idea came from. <laughs> I hope he treats her very well on Mother's Day every year. I'm sure he does. Yes, <laughs> it's funny. I, I I wanted to have a chat with you because I wanted to learn more about customer reviews, and and it wasn't my intention to have a bit of a trust pilot loving, but it's kind of come across that way because it sounds like what you're doing is something very simple, but you're doing it very very well, and and providing a platform for for marketeers to actually make a difference using a, a piece of tech that is really just helping them to to deliver what really is marketing 101 which is putting the customer at the heart of your business so i really really like that and sometimes i think with tech as you see it's very overly complicated and and it, they're trying to achieve 
something that is really, really advanced. But what you've got is advanced, but also at the same time, it's very focused on, on one particular area. And, and I think that's great. So I will certainly be looking for opportunities to uh, to bring you into my clients um, when I've got them of the right sort of size and nature for what you're up to. Um, yeah, that's great. I think you're right. I think I think what happens is we what we've done, we've used tech, but it's a very, very primitive. What we're doing is very, very primitive. It's, it's that word of mouth. It's like yeah. back in the old days, it was like, well, it, that's a great film to watch or that's a, he's a great guy. You need to go and know it. So it's that word of mouth. You can't beat someone else saying, well, I had a fantastic experience there or or that shop there does great pancakes or whatever it is. Yeah. And what we've just done is just we've moved that word of mouth marketing online now it's not necessarily your best mate or your auntie saying okay you need to go to this shop because online such a massive sh- huge opportunity for, for for different businesses you can't your your auntie w- won't have gone and, and experienced that uh shop online so now we've got to listen to our peers and when our peers are using an independent platform and one where they're not looking to gain anything, that's uh, that's just as powerful as a, as a recommendation from a, a, a friend or a loved one. Yeah, I have to say, I, I think, you know, where I live, it's a small town community and there's a little group on Facebook and everyone forever is saying, can you recommend a plumber? Can you recommend yes. someone to, to um, I don't know, to fix my uh, boiler? Uh, and that that that's, tends to be the first port of call. But if if that next step is then to see a review on on Trustpilot or a, a another site where it says five stars, Dave's Plumbers has always been excellent. Then then you know, as you say, it's that very powerful word of mouth, and I think that's great. So so Neil, thanks so much for joining the show. It's been a really interesting conversation. If there are people out there that have listened to this and think, you know what, we could do with some guidance around how to build reviews into our business, how should they best connect with you? Yeah, that'd be great. And I'll, I'll be happy to uh, discuss it with them. You can find me on Twitter. So my handles are at TrustPilotNeil. Uh, or you can email me. My email address is n for Neil, ba at TrustPilot.com. So that's nba at TrustPilot.com. Excellent. And and honestly, it hasn't, you know, you haven't paid to be on this show. It's just come across, I think, as a very <laughs> positive uh, slant on customer reviews. So uh, so thanks again for joining us. And I hope you'll come along to one of our TechMac meetups. We have them every quarter in London, Neil. So um, have a look out. The next one's on the 28th of April. And I'd love to see you there. I'd love to be there. And I, I will certainly uh, uh, make the effort to be there. Absolutely. Thanks, Neil. Thanks, Andy. Thanks for listening to the TechMap podcast. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you'd like to find out more or to get in touch, please leave a comment on SoundCloud or a review in iTunes or get in touch via www.thisistechmap.com. Thanks very much.